It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin in Opix. Hello, Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. It is the beginning of the week, so that means I will be joined here in a minute by T. Davis and B. Dag. I know I messed that up at the last episode, and we were just done. Just finished, wrap, moving on. But welcome to episode 58. Exciting show for you. And I'm going to call it an exciting show every damn week. Thanks to TML. Thank me later saying that I can't do that. But anyway, the fellas, they'll be talking about the speculation on Oakland and give you some rundowns about that. Talk about the wizard block explorer, the two, uh, the two FA failure. And you always want to stay tuned for BDAG's cheap steak, cheap skate minutes and also the scouting report by T. Davis, plus everything else these fellas bring you each and every week. They are back from a one-week hiatus due to some uh, plumbing difficulties at a location. So we're back at it. Glad to have them back on with another episode. And as always, we do have a disclaimer. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Upix podcast are solely those of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B. Dag and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. So, as the this was recorded Sunday night into Monday morning, and then I had some issues myself here, so I am doing the intro and outro here on 413, which is Tuesday. And at that point in time, we have, and for the European people who do date then month, um, it is April 13th, uh, 2,000 properties left in San Francisco. It's really kicking in. Just the other day, we had 6,000, and we've slowly dwindled down pretty quick. not slowly, pretty rapidly. The phone was kicking in, and it's real. So make sure you grab the properties. The floor is continuously moving higher and higher and uh, the secondary market is getting hotter and hotter too. Now we'll talk about that here coming up on the Thursday recording of the Epics podcast with myself and thank me later. Don't want to jump too far into it right now. So you'll have to tune in later this week. Also make sure you are following us on Twitter at Epics podcast. So that's at UPX podcast. Make sure you're following us there. Check out upx.world for all your data needs very cool stuff being added each and every day gives you all kinds of uh, tools that you need to find FSA properties, non-FSA properties, cheapest secondary market, cheapest unminted, just lots of filters that you can do real cool stuff. So I'll kick it over to T Davis and uh, B Dag fellas. Have a great episode. Thank you, Too Stupid, and welcome listeners to the UPX podcast featuring T. Davis and B-Dag. How you doing today, B-Dag? Hey, yo, I'm doing. How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, I guess it's been a while, two weeks. We missed last week's episode uh, just due to some 
personal issues that we both had going on. I had well that, and it was an official Li holiday of Easter, right? Oh yeah, that's right. We had we had Easter, and then we had uh, um, so that that put us behind on Sunday, right? National holiday, global holiday. And then I had, man, I got more house repairs going on. It's just oh, never ending with uh, just the the issues, man. That winter storm really did a, a number on Texas out there. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. We're still feeling the effects of that, unfortunately. But uh, we're back, okay. and we're excited to be here. And we got a lot to talk about since we didn't talk about a whole bunch yeah, let's try to see how much of this we can get through in our allotted time, huh? Yeah, man. Let's let's take a look. All right. So, what do we have up first? What what's the the first thing you want to talk to our listeners about? I don't know. Should, should we go with the bad news first or the good news? Uh, we'll go bad news first so that we can yeah, finish it out on a positive. I like note. that. Okay, let's talk about two quick things here. First of all, there was the there was the wizard NFT wizard block explorer release. And that was actually pretty cool looking. It was finally something that didn't have big old buggy eyes on it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's really cool. It's one of the first block explorers. And I'm actually like, you know what, I'm going to buy the epics and I'm going to go for it. Partly because they had mentioned uh, the developers had mentioned that if you decided to try for it and you missed it, they would offer a refund, which I thought was a really cool move. Uh, and part of that is because it was a very limited edition. They dropped 50 in the, well, for me in the morning and 50 in, in the evening. So 12 hours apart, they dropped 50. And I tell you, everybody else must have liked them too, because it went in 15 seconds. And I clicked as soon as it came up. Actually, at nine o'clock, my time, I clicked and it wasn't there. So it took me to like nine o'clock and five seconds before it finally showed up. And then I clicked right away and boom, got my hundred thousand epics, but no wizard. Man, that's gotta be a bummer. I, I attempted that earlier one also, and I was successful at it. And I'm wondering if there, there is any, any tips or secrets that we could pass on to the listeners as far as winning these these drops and do I even want to reveal those if so because I'm just going to be adding to my frustration of missing it if I tell people how to do it but um <laughs> true yeah uh, tell, how did you how did you try to get the uh the block explorer uh, I probably did it the way most other people did I sat there watching the clock on my computer because okay. I know that it's dialed into official time and I waited for it to become right at nine o'clock and then i hit the buy upix the get upix button in the upper right corner i was doing it on my laptop okay uh so this phone users just may not apply and i immediately clicked the 99.99 for the hundred thousand upix i saw the block explorer there there were a couple of steps to go through right um i take this back i have a bad memory i'm sorry i did it on my phone because i wanted to get google play points Right, which is yes, I, I would normally right. have done that also. So, but you go tap, ahead. Uh, tap, tap, get Epix, no block explorer, X, get Epix, no block explorer, X, get Epix, boom, there it is. All right, 99.99. Yes, one tap sign in or one tap purchase, right? That Google yep. Play does, and boom, purchase goes through, and no wizard. 
That's... I felt like I was pretty doggone quick. Right. And I did not go through the, um, the app. And I guess I don't have a good reason as to why I chose not to. I used my, my laptop and I have a touch screen and I was doing the same thing that you were doing oh. where I'm hitting the get upics. So I'm hitting get upics, the window opens, and then I can see on the 99.99 line yeah. if it says block explorer available because it'll tell you the amount remaining. And between, you know, starting at 8.59 a.m. or whatever time it was, like you just have to start clicking at that point and just get your routine down so right. that you're, you're, you're clicking on it, opening it, looking, closing, opening it again. And just repeating that process until you eventually see it. And I found that with a touch screen, much like a phone, you're just you're dialed in better with the hand eye coordination than you are with the mouse trying to move your cursor and, and position the mouse in the right place and click. It's just much, much faster to, to tap and touch it. And on my laptop, I had my credit card details saved in the browser that I was in. So I believe all I had to do was click pay, punch in my CVV and hit enter and I was good. And so I'm that sounds like a lot of steps. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I'm just, I'm curious as to why that worked successfully because I thought for sure that I missed it. Yeah. And the way you're describing it, you should have gotten it certainly over over myself so i'm wondering if network latency has anything to do with it and what kind of network you're connected to because if you're on your phone i would assume that your network connectivity is not nearly as good as if you're hardwired through a laptop or through your personal computer it's a hard call i do treasure hunts on both and Sometimes it's slower on the phone, but the property cards come up much quicker. Yeah, this is a very uh, interesting. So somewhere you're right, somewhere between network latency and GUI lag. Uh, I don't know, man. One of them's better than the other. Yeah. What on the phone? Well, all right. So you missed out, and then what was? Well, I missed out. Decided I didn't want to spend uh, that money just for some upics. I really wanted the block explorer. So I initiated the refund process. And the first step was to go through Google Play. So I went through their refund process and I got an email back within less than an hour that said, sorry, we cannot process this refund. Like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, the reason being, they just don't refund most things. Google Play doesn't. So I went straight to Upland and they said, no, Google Play should refund it. I said, no, they don't. And I screenshotted a lot of the stuff that they sent me. And I went back and forth and I tried it again with Google Play and it didn't work out. So finally, I told Upland uh, um, support. I said, look, Google Play is not going to do this. I know you guys can do it from your end. So work it out and get back to me ASAP. So they did, they were fairly uh, communicative through the process and what they ended up doing. And I imagine this is gonna be similar for Apple Pay if anybody went through this as well, you know, a third party right. uh, yeah. buying for them. Um, what Upland did for me was they, they went through a two-step process. First, they set up a button for me in my settings 
where I could burn Upix, send it back to the community pool. And in fact, I see it's still there. I hadn't seen it before, but it may be something new that stays around. So you click community pool and you can burn Upix back into the pool. So I showed them the screenshots of that. And within a day or two, they had refunded my money via PayPal. I had a couple more emails back and forth with that. Now here's, here's the stinker, which I was at that point, I was just done. I figured this was good enough. If you send money to somebody in PayPal, uh, it's going to default to pay for goods and services. Yeah, right. And the receiver loses three to five percent on that. Sure. So they they sent me ninety nine ninety nine, but I ended up getting like ninety seven fifty or something. Oof! Like, oh, come on, guys, really? There is an option to send to friends and family, and there's no fee involved there. And possibly because Upland is a registered business. They may have a business account and they may just not have that option to send via friends and family. So whatever, I lost out on 250, but I figure for what I'm gaining in my divs from the properties, it's kind of a wash anyway, and a lesson learned. Sure. So you did not attempt it on the second, on the second drop, correct? No, I said, forget this. I'm not. No, because what happened is that took four days to get the refund. Right. So you would have been locking up the money back for the second drop, which was only 12 hours later. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. And they need to do better. Upland does. This wasn't a surprise to them that people would attempt to get this block explorer and miss and end up buying Upix that they wouldn't have attempted to purchase uh, otherwise. And if you are experienced in the NFT space, you'll know this is just highly unusual. There's really not very many other drops where the buy button or the the get button or whatever it is, is even active after the last one has been taken. So, yeah. you know, to take, to take currency and not return an NFT in a drop is high, highly unusual and it, they need to do better. They need to fix that um, because it just doesn't look good. It's a bad look. There, There's tons of conspiracies that can be uh, created out of, you know, out of, out of this, the fact that they did this twice in the same day. And I, I don't want to get into all that negativity, but it is out there in the community. I've, I've fielded several of those conversations myself. So I think to just kill all of that, Upland needs to just come up with a better way to deliver block explorers and to, you know, follow the path that's been laid out for them by other NFT projects out there. Yeah, and I'm sure you followed the chatter, but General was just livid. Of course. For a day or two. Right, yeah. People were threatening to quit. I don't think anybody threatened to sue, but... There was there were several channels that were just lit up, right, right, and so all of that is uh, can be avoided with a, just a better a better process, right, right. But uh, all right, shall we talk about the other big thing that happened? Yeah, I don't even know what you're going to say, but let's talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about the uh, the hacking, and I'm I'm uh, doing air quotes. Uh, yeah, man. the hacking because maybe it was a hacking, maybe it wasn't a hacking. Um, short story, somebody got in and to, what was it? About 35 player accounts and started selling off their properties for one Upix each 
Right. And I don't know if they had a bot, if you can even do this, but they were snapping them up so fast on the other end. I think it was more malicious, to be honest with you, because that is not... If you're talented... I don't know if talented is even the word. If you have the skill set to... There you go. Break into people's accounts. I, in my opinion, you're not stupid if you ha- if you possess that skill set. Though I do see criminals make some pretty dumb mistakes, but when it comes to technology, criminals, I, I think that they're a, a bit a, a bit of a smarter breed, and so to just randomly disperse an entire portfolio of properties for one upex and do it repeatedly that's more just malicious i feel yeah. than it was anything else there wasn't i don't think that that was their master plan to accrue a bunch of upland nft properties was to just list the, an entire account at one upex and then go buy them and so fortunately there were uh there was a group of of community members and i can call them out specifically by name uh d lit is one of them uh shadow chaser and uh, rejinx um and a lo- ben xw4l right yeah ben xw4l and uh, myself had recovered i would say in, in one instance all but one property um went to that account that's being looked into by Iden had promised me today that he's looking into that account. So all the listeners who know which account that I'm talking about, the MYKSDG account, um, and I, I have no concern about publicly calling this player out because no. it's so clearly obvious that it's not on the up and up. Uh, I can assure all the listeners that it's being looked into and uh, hopefully something comes of because that account was the one that was able to get one out of I think 25 which it's amazing when you think of that and not only is it amazing that that group of players were able to recover 24 out of 25 properties but yeah we've returned them all to to the player who lost them which is so cool yeah dude like that's what's up I, you know, huge shout out to all of those people, D-Lit, Shadow Chaser, Rejinx, and, and Ben 4XWL for, for doing that. That's just what this community is all about. It's amazing. And so thank you so much for that. So, yeah, right. So it turned out Upland claimed the issue was the F2 or the 2FA, uh, two factor authentication failing. And one of the players even claimed that his 2FA had been on. So long story short, because we got a lot to cover, it turns out that the 2FA was not always working. That was kind of the gist of what I got. It was supposed to have a timer on it, but sometimes the timer just was not perpetuating. Right. uh, And a session or across devices. I believe the explanation that we got on how the hack took place was the uh the rate limiting on this is it's bad so one of the oldest and uh, well-known hacking techniques is just a brute force dictionary attack and and that's where you just load up a 
ton, you know, a million, two million, ten million doesn't matter. You can use literally any wow. any quantity, and you just check every single combination. And with a script, yeah. it's just a matter of of time, and and that's it. And that normally shouldn't ever work. And I'm sure there was more more to it than just just that. But apparently. Um, something they were using to prevent the rate limit on the dictionary attacks had failed. And that's how, you know, this hacker was able to gain access. I, I, I believe okay. it was through just weak, weak passwords. Sure. And if you're using the same password in Upland that you use on other sites, change it. And you should have a different password for every site you use. Yeah, absolutely. I have installed on my browser a uh, an extension. I believe it's well. LastPass is is a very well known one, and I think I have a one that uh, logged me on their company. I, I think it's logged me once or something like that. But I generate passwords with a password generator. Um, for all of my crypto accounts, all of my NFT accounts, everything they're they're not ever used twice, and there's no chance that unless I put some serious effort into memorizing them, would I ever be able to do so? Um, because you shouldn't be using your, you know, first name and birth year and all of the nonsense that right makes a weak password. So, right. So there was, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, again, the, the discord was pretty lit up about that. And a lot of people were not happy at all. So I think there was some misinformation going around and I think finally we got it resolved and Iden reached out to me or Edan reached out to me and, uh, I've been testing, they, they set up new parameters on their two FA. And I've been testing that out and getting back to him on that, you know, how long it takes for things to happen. And I guess I shouldn't give away too much about the details of how it works, but it's thankfully um, seems to be working a lot better. I'm getting pinged on my phone all the time now. Right. But during, so while all this was going on, you know, I could admit, like I did not have 2FA enabled prior to this. Um, Same here. And part of the reason it was, it's just annoying. Like, I, I don't right. want to have to, like, I want to list a property for sale when I see one is sold and I don't want to have to go look for my phone. And if my phone is dead, then I'm really going to be annoyed because, right. uh, you know, I, sh I shouldn't have to, to have my cell phone to play Upland if I'm playing on my desktop. But right. I went and enabled it and I left it. And so now it's just a slight annoyance. I, I feel like you can manually authenticate, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know how that works? You can. So if you go into <clears throat> your settings, you can hit manual authentication. And uh, it's telling me I'm already authenticated for this session. Right. Same with me. So we should be good to go. Which So three dot menu and then settings, right? Yeah, correct. And what that'll do is that gives you a non-marketplace transaction uh, to turn your 2FA on for a session, however long that session is supposed to be. Okay. And then so now if I were to go to Treasure Hunt or if I want to go list properties 
I won't be prompted for 2FA, correct? That's right. Okay, cool. So it's just a matter of getting in the habit of doing that like you will do with anything else. I, I you know, I, I check in on these apps several times a day. I keep all of them open in a browser tab and, you know, Upland right. is one of them. And I guess I'll just have to get used to, as I open up that browser tab, go ahead and click the manual authentication and then I should be good for the day. Do you know how long that session lasts? What causes that session to to end? I don't know what makes it change, but I'm told it's supposed to be 15 minutes. Unless it comes from a new IP, then it'll be immediate. So 15 minutes of inactivity? I'm guessing inactivity. Yeah. Uh, because I've been bouncing around San Francisco longer than 15 minutes. And my 2FA apparently is off, or at least it's allowing me to do marketplace transactions. Right. That doesn't, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look, we'll have to look that up and get back with our, our, our listener base to right. find out how, what the specifics behind the sessions are. Well, okay. I'm glad that it was, it seemed like they, are taking uh, this seriously as they should. And I'm glad to see yeah. that there's been communication in the, at least in the UCN channels and in the private channels that maybe the uh, public isn't privy to. I can, I can tell you that the founders are engaged and they are seeing the complaints and the concern and they have addressed it and they assured us that there are high priority items that are being worked on currently and to stay tuned for updates. Yeah, well actions speak louder than words. So yeah, I look forward sure to the actions happening. Yes, agreed. Well, all right, man. Uh so what do we have next? Are we gonna talk about what we saw in Upland a couple of days ago? Oh man. Did you see what I saw? I didn't get in in time, but I saw the screenshots. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, the the listeners might not be aware of this, but there was a, a podcast interview that had been done with Idan for an NFT site or a crypto site. And man, I wish I would have written down who it was that was interviewing him. I have the link somewhere. It's not super important. But in this interview, Idan had let it slip that Oakland would be opening Oops. up on the West Coast. And it's still not official because Upland has not made an official announcement about it. What do you mean it's not official? They had something <laughs> in game about it. How much more official do you want? Right, but if you were perusing Upland on the West Coast a few days ago or early morning and you clicked the point of interest button, which is the map icon button in the lower right, the top button there, the one that turns the borders on, you would have seen borders in up in Oakland. And oh, yeah. as high up as almost up to to Berkeley, do you have those screenshots handy? 
Uh, I, I don't know where they went. I've seen them around here and there, but yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull them up. So how far up did it, do you remember seeing them go? Uh, specifically it's the city of Oakland. Right. Uh, so Emeryville, I don't believe was included. Another little city suburb of Oakland. Yeah. You know, we could have been a little better prepared for this, huh? Right, we knew we were going to talk about it for sure. I'm going to see if I can't. I know where I can go. I know that uh, um, I saw screenshots, and I remember where I saw them. So I'm going to go see if I can grab them really quickly because I know I that it remember. seemed like it was it was a huge, huge surface area. Like it seemed like a lot. And I, if I remember correctly, you had said that that would be a bit deceiving. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, just like Fresno was a bit deceiving because it's huge, but. Okay, so I'm in land grid. And since we know that Upland gets their data from land grid, I can see that the borders for Oakland go roughly to about 64th Street slash Alcatraz Ave. Yeah, so I'm looking and at it now. And so that does include Emeryville. All right. So if I were to see where it says Berkeley on the map in Upland. That's right. Which is pretty high up there. Pretty far up there. You're not there. going that high. With, I guess it depends on the zoom level. Because right. that label okay. is going to move, but... So if you're if you zoom in just enough where street names start to show up, there's a blue street that runs kind of east west, and you yeah. zoom in just enough and you get Ashby Avenue. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. That's yeah, that's a at. little further north than the limit, but then it goes it hooks north briefly towards University of California. Does it include UCAL? Berkeley? Or I guess they call it UC Berkeley, huh? I can't tell if it does or not. Uh, and then around the backside along Warren Freeway, no, further, all those all those neighborhoods in there are picked up. And then it goes down towards San Leandro. Leandro. So what San I'm looking Le at is St. Leonard. Is it is it Broadway that you're talking about? Because it looks like that's what it looked like on on the screenshot that I saw. So there's okay. Grove Shafter Freeway and, and Broadway right underneath it, which that's interesting that there's a Broadway. In yeah, I'm not. I saw there was a Broadway. I'm not picking that up immediately on what I'm looking at. But yeah, that's intriguing. And that's as far north as it looked like it went. There's there's that yellow, I guess, freeway north and it goes a little bit further north from there. Oh, yeah, I see now. Yes, it goes further north than that. And then in the west, it obviously it comes in on the bridge, right? The uh, the goal. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is going to sound stupid, but the Golden Gate Bridge is the one that connects the two, right? No, well, Golden Gate Bridge goes north. It's the Oakland. Uh, is it the Bay Bridge? I can't remember the name of it. Oakland Bay Bridge that connects San Francisco to Oakland, and that's the one that goes over the island. Not oh, Alcatraz. I see where Golden Gate. Gate is yeah man yeah but it goes over Yerba Buena yeah which Yerba Buena 
I think it always had borders, right? I believe it. it not always, but it has for a long time now. Right. I wonder if those are going, they'll, they'll likely have to be opened, right? There's that island there. There's Yeah, who knows? It's all it. Coast Guard and Naval stuff. Right. That'd be cool, though. It would be. So, it, yeah, Oakland. Uh, technically, that area of Piedmont is what would you, what do you call it an enclave uh it's it's a part it's not a part of oakland piedmont is not however i would hazard a guess that they're going to bring it in because it's in the land grid data yeah that's what it looks like here that's what the borders say and it looks like it goes saying you said this right as far south as san leandro right and so how many how many properties does land grid and for any, for anybody who hasn't heard the previous podcast to know what we're talking about when we say land grid upland pulls their data from several several resources the actual map itself is is map box which is a its own map you know that they, they're they do software they do the actual map the interactive map that you play upland in and they also provide a through their software um, data from a crowdsourced application for the neighborhood names, the uh, streets, the business names. business names, the all all of that. When you hit that point of interest button that we talked about earlier. All that data that gets turned on when you click that, that's all coming from that crowdsourced, that third-party crowdsourced data set. Now, the actual geometry on the map, the properties, the rectangles, the squares, that's all coming from landgrid.com. And they, I believe, when they pull that data in, they pull it in by by county correct yeah a lot of it is by county but in the case of oakland uh it's not there's a larger what is this called i don't know there's a county um <laughs> the county that oakland is in is actually broken up into one two three four five or six even smaller pieces because okay. there's so much population going on in there so I don't think they want to give away too much for their same base price kind of thing. Right. But we should be able to, looking at those borders and then cross-referencing with Blangard, we can get a rough idea of, of the quantity of parcels, correct? Uh, yeah. And actually, there are, let's see, 81 square miles, whereas San Francisco is 49 square miles. Wow. The population of San Francisco is 875,000. Population of Oakland's 425. So it's got half the population. Okay. The properties, there are 250,000 properties in San Francisco. Now, does that sound right to you? I believe that that sounds like it's a lot more than what yeah, we have in game. That's right. We have 150,000 properties in game, but uh, according to land grid, there are 250,000. So 
there are about 100,000 properties that either did not get pulled in for some reason or were just not utilized in the game. Maybe they're too small. <clears throat> but Oakland has 121,000. That's half, according to LandGrid. So if we're getting 150,000 properties in San Francisco, I'm going to hope we're going to get more than 75,000 in Oakland. Otherwise, it's going to be gone in a week, man. Right. Yeah. So how, how, remind me when Clovis opened, we, yeah. what did we have there? Do you remember? No, but, oh, I'm sure we could out. go back and look at some previous. What about Brooklyn? Do, Brooklyn, I feel like was in the three hundreds of thousands, right? It, it was pretty high. It was, <clears throat> no, I, I don't know that it was much more than about 200,000. Honestly, yeah. Fresno County as a whole. Uh, Fresno County. So it looks whole. like Clovis was forty-one thousand. Okay. Forty-one thousand three hundred and seventy-eight parcels, and that went like under a week. You're, you're right. right. Like it was about a week at, at most for any any okay. of our listeners who weren't around for the expansion to Clovis. It was like a whole week's worth of minting. Uh, uh, uninhibited before right. that was all sold out. So when Oakland opens, I fully anticipate that they are going to not just let us go crazy like we have in the past. In fact, I'd be willing to wager that those days are likely over for Upland and that there and, will and always be some kind of controlled chaos. Yeah, until the point they can get where they can open multiple cities at once which is going to be a big help because then you don't have everybody converging on a small space. But do you think that that would, yeah, I guess there's a lot to I mean, take into, into consideration when the more you properties that, you have at once for people to mint, the less valuable they will be at that given point in time. And they people will, will be. be able to spread out more. Right. And not only does it devalue, those, I mean, it kind of devalues all properties. Uh, I mean, to an extent, would wouldn't you agree? I don't think so because those properties are going to get soaked up sooner than later. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it later, maybe we won't. But San Francisco and Manhattan are only thousands of properties away from being fully minted, right? And the fact that both those top tier cities have been open at the same time certainly is not killing the value of those properties at all. Right, I would agree with that. I, I'm just thinking, like, if they were to say, "All right." And after Oakland, we're going to open Miami and Chicago simultaneously, and it will be unfettered access to it. You can mint away. Like how? Just I'm just thinking, like how would that play out? And I, you know, I I don't know. I I feel like we would attract you know more of these power players that we see coming into the game. Sure. With tens of thousands of dollars, just not you know come into the game and you know I, I don't know what 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 quantity would be the quantity that you could allow just mint as much as you want and not have to worry about it hurting the economy and not running out of of properties it's a good problem yeah. to have i think for upland but it's certainly interesting to think about the problem I see is if they open, you know, if they <clears throat> if they open up Oakland, but 
only unlock part of the properties like they've done with Brooklyn, we're going to have the same thing where resale prices in Brooklyn are insane. They're almost more than San Francisco. Yes. Because the scarcity. So on the one hand, you've got to open it, excuse me, you've got to open it all up so that it's not false scarcity, but then that means everything goes away quickly. So in that case, to the point where we're growing, you've just got to open up a ton. Uh, I I think it would be, now I'm no economist major by any means, but I think they would be better off opening Berkeley and Oakland and Alameda and Hayward and Fremont, pretty much the big populated portions of that entire county rather than just Oakland itself. I understand that can take a lot more effort to bring online, but <clears throat> you're going to have to do that effort sooner if you just bring an Oakland in. Yeah, that's that's certainly an interesting concept. So one other thing I was going to bring up is the neighborhoods. If you saw that map on there, there were some pretty tiny neighborhoods. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at that now. Actually. San Francisco has about 115 neighborhoods in game, and Oakland has about 100 neighborhoods in real life, and that for being about half the size of San Francisco. A lot of those are like some pretty tiny one, two street or, you know, several block HOAs, uh, homeowners associations and, and not huge, but there are some neighborhoods that are a little more moderate sized and, and larger ones too. So, and there is not a little Italy, correct? And not a little Italy that I know of, <laughs> not in name at least, but okay. I'm sure there is, there is some little Italy outpost in oakland we'll find it we'll take care of it don't worry about it forget about it eh? uh so you know there could be opportunities for one or two players especially with these tiny neighborhoods to own the entire neighborhood just you know if you if you were interested in that interesting right and and these are going to be like brooklyn prices because we're looking at a mid-tier city right so So brooklyn came out it was between 60 and 480 epics per up squared. The median was around 100. And most of the properties are in the low thousands to two thousands. Right. We're, we're going to take a look at the map there in a little bit. But I, I, I think it was like 960, 960 epics on the low end in Brooklyn. And as long as you're staying in those cheaper base neighborhood price neighborhoods right you're looking at 1200 1260 that kind of a thing there so we can expect the same in oakland you're saying huh i would expect so yeah interesting we we have two top tier cities to compare san francisco and new york and we have a low tier and a mid-tier so once we get another mid-tier or another low tier in uh, east coast and west coast uh, i'll be interested to start comparing them but so, in the meantime that's what i expect from what we have all right and do you have any early early collection predictions oh boy i knew you might ask that you've kind of got me onto this idea that there could be cross-city collections broadway is not a small street in oakland uh you could potentially have that for a street uh, I don't know much about Oakland at all, but I'm looking here. International Boulevard is a nice long one you could pull from to have right. another street collection. Do we have, do have a Fifth Ave? Avenue, we but do. it's really short. Uh, what else have they got around here? 
Where is Fifth we, Ave at? Is it Fifth Street or Fifth Ave? Fifth Ave. So it's. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And do we have a Fulton? I'm sure we do. Because it's. I don't. I don't where does Fulton come from? Why, why is there a Fulton? Who is Fulton? Is it a person? It's a good question. My guess would be the steamboat captain. Okay. But I don't know how much he did around Robert Fulton. Gotcha. Um, that's the biggest Fulton I know. So it looks like there's a Fulton Street in Berkeley. Is that the one that would fall up on the map? No, Berkeley would not be part of Oakland. Okay. And Fulton looks like he was big in New York. So that would be the reason for New York City having a Fulton. But I don't know why San Francisco would have a Fulton or Oakland. Or Fresno. Yeah, or Fresno. So I remember when I got a chance to see those neighborhoods that I saw a, a downtown, I believe. And we have a downtown Brooklyn. Right. And it's very pricey. It's... uh if I'm not mistaken, it's up there in like maybe the 300 upix per up square range. But it was not a collection. They chose Dumbo for that instead since yeah. it's right in that area. But I would think, found, say it, I would think uh, that I just, downtown Oakland would be at a collection neighborhood. Potentially. I found a map a uh, somewhat interactive map of Oakland and I'm we're looking around the neighborhoods here. They got a Chinatown. Oh, which we wouldn't have thought would have been something until they made it in uh, New York city, Manhattan. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, what else downtown. is Oakland known for? Yeah, I know I they have know. a couple sports teams. They have the A's, right. they have the, uh, well, they had the Raiders. They moved to Las Vegas. That's um, right. I'm looking at this Lakeside Park, and it looks like there's some museums and some landmarks maybe around. Jack, or in that Jack London seems to have put his name on Oakland in several places, so I have to wonder if some sort of Jack London-related collection would be in order. Yeah, and if you remember correctly, with New York, they had on... So when they did the collections there, they they minted them encrypted to the blockchain. And the last collection, which it wasn't a collection, was the was they minted a list of museums yeah. to the blockchain right. and said that if we're going to do a cross-city collection, it, we may do museums. And if we do museums, here's the ones that we've picked for for Manhattan, we know they that they want to focus on a museum. Yeah, we know that San Francisco is already uh, has museums as a collection, and I'm looking around Oakland, and I can already spot quite a few. I, it's not surprising to me that they have them. Um, Honestly, museums are a dime a dozen. You got to find the ones that are big and possibly funded by government entities or right, some other huge association cool gotcha yeah and these neighborhoods so many tiny tiny ones there's an old oakland i mean that makes me think of old town gems and yeah there you go 
Cool. Well, that I that's one of the things I, I most enjoy about Upland is collection speculation. I, I think they they nailed it with the way they did Manhattan. It, it was a lot of fun and a lot of misery to be wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, to but... be fair. You're right. It was very cool. Uh, and I think it certainly got a lot more properties minted than would have been otherwise. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, man. Well, let's uh, divert our t attention back to Brooklyn because we need to talk about these numbers that we okay. had, hadn't had looked at since the 28th of March. So back then we had f about 4,800 total secondary market sales which is that's pretty good uh and with the restrictions in place the the fsa oh, restrictions where you can only sell two per week for the number to be that high still with those restrictions it's pretty amazing yeah that's speaking to a lot of growth in upland in general right uh the the average sale price was uh 8,800, almost 8,900 upics. Uh, our, our median, which is the number right in the middle of the data set, was 3,400. And the mode, which is the number that appears most frequent, frequently in the data set, was uh, 3,000 upics. It was 29.99. Fast forward to today, the 12th of April. Our total secondary sales has jumped by about a thousand, right? So we're at five thousand six hundred ninety-eight. We can call it fifty-seven hundred. Two yeah. two weeks ago, we had forty-eight, so about nine hundred more sales. Which again, with the FSA restrictions, that's that's amazing that that's there's crazy. that many going on. Because this is just a one-week period. This is not accounting for the fact that. We didn't run the numbers on the 5th. This is just the 5th through the 12th. And the okay. number that is mind-boggling to me, and in fact, I thought it was an error, was the average sale price of a, of a property. And it's almost 11,000 upics, the average sale. That's For ridiculous. Brooklyn? That's ridiculous. I, I thought Dang. it was an error. I, I had to go back and triple check and i even randomly spot checked some sales to make sure that yeah. my my data was accurate and there has been a lot of money going into brooklyn there's been a lot of spending of upics on properties in brooklyn uh, particularly collection properties have spiked to these unheard of markups like we're we're seeing 20 and 25x like it's nothing yeah right well and again I, i've said it before this is part of that scarcity you know only right. unlocking half the properties and then only allowing fsa players to sell two per week right yeah that that's causing a i would love to see all of these data points plotted on a on a chart with a trend line i would be going straight up it would I'm certain of it because if I'm looking at the the median is up 1,600 upics, we're looking at 5,000. So that's the number right in the middle now. And the mode jumped 1,500 upics. 4,500 is the most common 
number found in, in the data set over the week. And if you're to look at the floor of Brooklyn right now, which I've explained this a couple times, more than a couple times. Um, I explained it a lot actually on the podcast, but the in event that you've never heard it, if you were to zoom out on the Upland app to where your view encompasses all of the borders and for New York, since Manhattan is so close, it's easy to get the view of Brooklyn because the floor of Brooklyn will also be the floor of Manhattan. So it doesn't matter that you have that in your viewpoint. But if you're trying to see the floor of Manhattan, you'll have to you'll have to do it a little trick. You know, it'll be a little trickier. You'll have to zoom yeah, do in. a little zooming and spinning around to try to get it to work. Yeah. Oh, spinning. Look how smart you are. Yeah, big brain. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah, if you if you're on PC uh, and that can, way you get the East River lining up a little better with the edge of the yeah, screen. Yeah, you can hold the right mouse click button and drag from left to right, and that'll turn you. I don't know how to do it on a Mac, but if you own a Mac here, you shouldn't be doing anything in life. You should just quit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, that's very interesting. I, I didn't know that the view takes into account the rotation either so zoom out uh, you also you also got to be careful because what's going to happen is even though they're off screen some of those marketplace properties in brooklyn are still going to show up it's right kind of annoying right they will so what you'll do is you'll zoom out get get your view set up to to encompass what you're trying to see and then you click the building button uh the little property icon in the lower right it's the second button from the top right underneath the map one and that'll open up a window that says properties nearby and that'll be sorted by cheapest to most expensive and if you do that in brooklyn you'll usually see a bunch of properties listed for fiat by this t davis character who just consistently has his properties listed at the floor of brooklyn must fiat. be a method to his madness yeah but I, I, don't know. I can figure it out yeah i don't know what he's doing there but if you scroll a little bit then you'll see the upix floor which man there's a lot of fiat listings yeah there Fridaculous, are get gobby talk to these guys tell them to get off my turf <laughs> the mafia style turf war coming up <laughs> Yeah, the Upix floor is 4,489 Upix. Um, that's pretty amazing. And that's up. I, I know that because I look at this pretty frequently since this is where I will pull my properties when I'm buying from. I, I will buy the bottom of the Brooklyn floor pretty regularly um, and then relist for Fiat. It's a pretty good tactic that both Judaculus and Gabi and I have all talked about. Um, we're all doing the same thing. And so if you're a new player and you want a quick sale, that's likely how you'll do it. You'll do what we just said there, zoom out, click that building button, find what the cheapest property is listed for Upix, and then just stay in that range competitively and your property will get snatched up pretty quickly um i wouldn't advise doing this right after the 
the reset of the of the FSA uh, eligibility. So you're you can sell two per week, and it resets on Sunday at twelve a.m. UTC, which yeah. for me that is seven p.m. Central Time on Saturday. So Saturday at seven p.m. Central, I'm now allowed to sell two properties again if I've already had sold two previously. And so right gotcha. out, right as that resets, you will see the floor drop way down. Like I think it got down to around 3,800 at one point because everybody can sell properties now, right? And so they're going in, they're minting. You have new players coming in and they're minting and they're listing. And now everybody's competing with each other to get, their sales, you know, their sales off. Right. New players want to sell money, race to the bottom, but it's pretty, pretty short race with guys like you snapping them up. Right, right, right. And then now as we're, we're sitting at like, you know, over almost 48 hours later, that floor has come up and it's going to continue to rise through the week all the way up until, until Friday. It'll probably be the highest. Um, right. Since, all of the, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of competition of listing properties because there's a lot of players out there who can't sell anything because they've already sold their two. So I would just keep that in mind when you're when you're trying to formulate your strategy on um, what to sell and, and what to sell it for. Just remember when the, the, the reset happens, immediately after that reset, the prices are going to drop because everybody will be able to, to list and, and sell properties. So right. I would say don't drop your prices until maybe Friday night, maybe Saturday afternoon. If you're still holding on to two properties that you haven't sold, you could do one of two things. You can either just fire sell it. So that way somebody buys it and you, you liquidate it and you have OPEX or if you have a friend in the game or if you've met somebody, you guys can trade properties. You can trade your FSA properties to each other and then trade them back again. And that will count as an FSA sale. So you'll have used it, but then you'll also still have your properties and you can list them again without having to worry about being restricted on them. I don't know if that made sense. Did you understand what I was explaining? No, there? not at all. Because I thought when you traded properties that used up two of your transactions, right? So you couldn't sell anything. Right. So it would. So let's say it was 659 central or give me a little bit more time. Let's say 655 central. And I haven't sold my, my two for the week. Yeah. Okay. And I'm still sitting on them. Well, if I wait six minutes, I lose them. I'm still only allowed to sell two. And when I do, I won't be able to sell anymore. So let's say that I, I am, I've been trying to sell these two properties for 20,000 upix a piece and they just haven't sold yet. But I know that I'm going to get 20,000 upix if I just wait just a little bit longer. Yeah. So what, what I would do is I would trade those two to a friend and then we would trade back that would use up R2 for the week, and then it's about to reset in five minutes. So now the reset comes. 
I'm giving two more, you know, I'm giving my week two, but those properties that I traded back and forth before the reset, I use those up now for the previous week. I, I see. So they no longer have the FSA restriction. They, exactly. And so Got now it. I can list them back for 20,000 UPEX and I can still list two others for the, uh, for the coming yeah. week. And so you'll, you'll, it's just removing that FSA sticker from it. Right. If you were to do that, if you were to trade them and it's, it's kind of a, a unique and I guess esoteric scenario where you would find yourself in that position. But if you do just know that you don't have to, you don't have to fire sell your properties because you're about to lose your two for the week that you didn't use. You can maintain them with a just, you know, a trusted friend to trade to and back. So gotcha. Yeah. Pro tip All right. There. Good, good little pro tip. And uh, you know what? Shout out to Gabby for, for that. Gabby is actually the one who told me that trick, which was uh, pretty clever. So what, what kind of sales did we see in Brooklyn? What were our top five? Let's take a look. Crazy here. town. That's what it was. So our top sale, it looks like it went to Bogdansky was the seller. He sold a property to 321 Crypto. It was a Flatbush Avenue property. It was 33 up squares. And what did it sell for? 900,000. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's insane, man. What what did 102 Flatbush Ave mint for? Do we know? I'm looking at it right now. It's 33 up squared and it minted for about a little over 40,000. And so that's a 40 Okay, let me do some quick math. What kind yeah, of market 900, is that? 900,000 divided by 40,000 could be easier than that. 22 and a half times markup. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm selling a Flatbush, or I've got listed a Flatbush right now. I should try that. And do you see this? I mean, no, no offense to three, two, one crypto. I mean, that's a cool property. I guess I don't know. That's a neat little triangle right there. Yeah, it is. I, I guess I, I guess I don't have anything negative to say. He's got a super cool neighbor right there at five sixty State Street. Who is that, Recurrier? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that one completely. Yeah. Uh, Recurrier doesn't own 560 State. No. Recurrier actually has the Times Plaza one that, that I'm super jealous of. And that, so yeah. that's where that tone came from. Uh, he got that little island one there. And so I'm super jealous of that, but a uh, huge fan of Recurrier. He does so much for uh, the community. Yeah, for sure. Um, 22X, man. I don't know. I like my Flatbush Avenue collection, but I don't know if I like it that much. I, I've got some monsters that I was fortunate enough to mint. I have, you know, I have one that I minted for 127,000 upics. That's because that's all that was left by the time you found anymore. Right. Yeah. What's 22 times that, man? How much? 100? 125, we can call it. Well, you're going to get diminishing returns as your mid price goes up. That would make it like 2.8 mil. 
Yeah. You're not going to get that. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I've got one I minted for 5760. That's it. If I got 22 and a half on that, I'd get 130K, and I've got it listed for about half that. And it hasn't sold yet? It hasn't sold. I've had that listed for several days. Oh, wow. Interesting. But I kind of feel like this one here is a little bit of an anomaly, as I'm sure most of our top sales are. Well, it's it's the pointed arrow near the train terminal. It's, right. So it's got that appeal, I, I guess. I don't know. It's just an interesting purchase for 900000 um yeah, the next should have bought my houston my houston in manhattan <laughs> instead was four hundred thousand. our seller was deaf dread sure our buyer was main black man in black main main in man in black man in black uh oh gotcha is that a uh that's a what's the name of that hbo series I'm sure it's a, a reference to the movie of the same name. Yeah, or, or perhaps to... Uh, That's what I'm or, thinking of. Okay, or Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, so it's 1602 Shore Parkway. It's a 57 up square, and it borders Bay Parkway, but is not a Bay Parkway. Do you think nope, this was it's an the error? Wendy's at the corner of Shore Parkway and Bay Parkway, but it's a Shore Parkway. It's not a Bay Parkway. It's not a collection property, man. So what is special about this? Nothing? It's a Wendy's? I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, uh, that's all you have to say. <laughs> it's it's the, I mean, they got chicken tendies, so there's uh, that. But look at where that's positioned, though. That makes it special. It's almost at the very end. I mean, it is the furthest south property along Bay Parkway. Yeah, but look, at it's attached to that monstrosity do you see that? Uh, the one with the TD Bank there? Yeah, 1608 Shore Parkway. It, it's almost like it belongs to that, but it's it's sure. not. Yeah, I suppose someday that'll give them a leg up to just be right there and mint it. But, I mean, you could go to somebody else's property. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's a foot in the door. I, I think that's a very interesting purchase. I hope that wasn't a mistake. That's what, that, that was my first thought, that it was. That, oh, yeah, Bay Parkway. Oops. Or, and it was just a hasty purchase and, and a mistake. Right. But I, I don't know. I have a little property like this in a giant locked Olive Avenue property in Fresno. And I just, I felt the same way when I bought it. I'm like, this is, this is a valuable property because whoever buys that, that big one, is going to want this little one. Yeah. And I'll, okay. have, I'll have leverage with the price there. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Pretty legit. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what this user was thinking also. User. Uh, We're still with the users, huh? Not players. Uh, yeah. They're <laughs> the addicts. All right. Our third, our top three, our, our third was, uh, or top five, our third is... About three hundred and fifty thousand upics. Uh, the seller was Alpatch, and who was that? That buyer? Uh, I'm gonna guess there's some first last name stuff going on there, but it looks like G Erzishik Erzishik. Sorry, man, for butchering your name. I'm just not that good with Polish. Are it you looks sure Polish. That's Polish. 
it looks Polish to me. I know enough about languages. You know, whenever you get an RZ or, you know, Zs in funny places tend to be Polish. Uh, I, I just would have thought that it would have ended in a SKI. If well, there's that too, name. but not, eh, not everything ends in ski. Yeah. Not everything. But, you know, what really tipped me off to it was when I searched the address, 100 McGinnis. Okay. It's a pretty big property. It's no collection whatsoever. But that is the Polish and Slavic Federal Credit Union headquarters. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's on the map, too. It's got a label. <laughs> that's, that's just awesome. So I'm looking at this name going, you know what? Uh, 99% chance they're, they're Polish. And they just saw this and had to have it. That's cool, man. Good for them. Yeah, that's cool. Bye. All right, and our next one was your prince was the buyer Pythagor. Pythagor, sure. Uh, was the seller? It was a Manhattan Beach two ninety X Exeter. How do you say that? Yeah, Exeter. Exeter, pretty big property, one hundred and twenty one up squares, uh, three hundred and twenty thousand upics, roughly. Uh, 321 700 for a manhattan beach that's nuts man yeah it just makes no sense but you know yeah uh, and then the last on our top five falco to <laughs> falco toilet what falco underscore toilet bought off of gremlin 448 gatewood gateway drive it's 134 up square non-collection property i i can't figure out what was going on here i believe it was an applebee's so it's just an odd <laughs> odd purchase did they have chicken tendies yeah they definitely did for three, right. 300k so yeah man um out of all that we got two collection properties and a bunch of non-collection huge purchases so it just goes to show you that it's not always all about the collections yeah, that's right. And by the way, Falco Toilet uh, and any others who have usernames that just continue to go down, same said device. We we may end up not featuring you if uh, your username is too derogatory in some sense oh, right. or another. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that I've I've made suggestions in the UCN channel too, uh, and you know, start using services that, that monitor filter, you know, obscenities. And it's just immature and not cool. And this is on the blockchain. And <laughs> yeah, right. We'll let Falco toilet slide, but uh, yeah, that one's not terrible. We keep I've seen a family some show. Yeah. I've seen some really bad ones that right. it's just unacceptable immaturity. Uh, cool, man. So, but speaking of usernames and new players, uh, it's time for the scouting report. Scouting report. We need some sort of theme song for this. Yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, maybe like the theme song to Rocky. Right. I have this cool piece of hardware here, and I should be using it. But the way I'm set up in this Airbnb, unfortunately, it doesn't accommodate for. Uh, some changes to this podcast that I wanted to make, but they'll be coming in the future. We are going to start bringing in some audio, some sound effects and some music and such. There's no reason Sweet. why we can't 
Um, so the first one on the scouting report is Original in Discord and in Upland. He's NFT crazy. So this is a new user who I don't know how he found me. I would imagine somebody either pointed to a moderator or maybe had even just suggested reaching out to me. But he hit me up in DM. I think it was last night, if I'm not mistaken, and had to ask advice on how to get started in upland and had questions about how their referral link process worked and i explained it uh the best that i could that if you come in on a brave ad referral you'll start with six thousand upics as opposed to 4.5 k but you will not get any bonus when you actually purchase uh upics as opposed to if you use a player referral You'll start with 4,500 upics, but your first cash purchase will give you a 50% bonus. So if you buy um, up to, and, and this is important, you, you don't want to use that initial bonus to go higher than $50 in upics because that will instantly make you FSA ineligible after the Very bonus. Good point. Right. So if, uh, you know, if this user would have, spent a hundred like he was planning he would have instantly been at 150k uh, net worth and not able to buy anything in brooklyn at the time because there was only fsa properties available so i advised him to only purchase 50 and uh used the uh upland li uh referral link um which was great um cool. And got his bonus, and we I walked him through, um, you know, how to buy properties and where he should buy to fill his collections. And then we ended up talking for hours about NFTs. So he was coming over from the crypto world where okay. he's super knowledgeable about DeFi and um, all of that stuff that I'm not good at. And he was teaching me stuff about pancake swap and uh, some of pancake the other swap. Yeah, dude, it's it was it was a great conversation. Um, I think I was able to teach him a little bit about NFTs. He was able to teach me a little bit about crypto that I didn't understand. And uh, it's going to be I, I can just see it now is going to be a a great addition to our community here. Yeah, well, cool. Um, the next one is Ivanovic. I, I, we should know this, uh, and I think it should be mandatory if you win any kind of official Upland challenge that your username is spoken verbally so we can hear you say it or pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, right. Um, Ivanovic. Yeah, they won the video flash challenge, which um, it was a challenge. To, I don't even remember, honestly. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, they have to really. make a There's short so video uh, of something. And they they reached out to me in DM. Um, and then I reached out to my network of Upland players. And I promised that I would double their... So at the time, I think they had like 22 emojis on it. And I promised them that I would do my best to to double that to 44 
um, llama emojis. And I think they ended up with like 51, which wasn't, you know, all, all my soliciting of, of emoji likes, but um, it was pretty cool to be able to do that favor for a new player. And this is not me asking you to reach out to me to ask for help on right. emoji <laughs> right. challenges. That was a one-off. Um, but they're, they're super excited about the NFT space. They um, got the T Davis metaphor sticker, which we didn't talk about at all. We'll have to talk about that, I guess, in the next episode. But uh, those drops are still going on. I had mine on Friday. It was surreal to see yourself on an NFT on Atomic Hub. But um, yeah, I bet. Ivanovic's, uh is still pretty active and, and just loving the NFT world. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing them around in uh, Upland. They're super talented at uh, creating videos. Um, yeah, nice. So my next two are, which we didn't mention this in this episode either. I feel like we needed a two hour episode to catch up because there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about or do, but um, we yeah. have the Upland LI Easter challenge, the puzzle that I put together for the community. Um, Another epic one on the scale of the uh, Christmas and New Year's one you did. Yeah. I, I'm still not, like, I don't have the difficulty dialed in quite yet. Like I, I made this one a bit more difficult than I, I would have liked because I don't want it to be solved quickly and easily because that's no fun. And I feel like they're the ones that, that Upland does, like the official ones, like they're 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 not really that difficult. It's it's almost yeah. always about how quickly you can navigate the app alongside googling at the same time i mean it, it we did see some new players win the most recent uh challenge that upland did i i forget which one it was was that the easter challenge at rotten yeah top yeah 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 that's what it was yep right. yeah rotten top won that one and uh yeah it was the one that we were all on the zoom call together and uh, crushed it um that I feel like those puzzles are they're they're just too easy and it's because it was over in what like five minutes at the most uh yeah ten tops if yeah yeah um I, I just I don't know I'll, I'll figure it out but we had two new players Sol Kanar and Abstract Sol Kanar is that how you pronounce that damn it Solkanar, yeah, that looks good to me. Yeah, Solkanar and Abstract. Um, so they both went for the the Wizard Block Explorer, and which is cool, right? Because these are new players. Yeah, um, did they both get it? Yeah, yeah. If you go good. pull up their name in Upland, you'll notice that that's what their Block Explorer is nice. right now. It's the Wizard, and uh, then they both placed in the the Upland Li Easter Challenge, um, respectively, which is pretty awesome so just showing cool you know they're they're just they're participating in everything that upland has to offer and i know Sulkanar has been really active in the discord um not to say abstract isn't but i just i love seeing that i love seeing new players come in and do everything and, and participate in everything and uh become part of 
this awesome community that we have. Absolutely. So, all right, man, you guys. we're at an hour and 15 minutes and we could have definitely keep talking for another 45, but unfortunately we got to send it back to too stupid. So is there anything else you have for our listeners? Uh, man, I haven't got a whole lot. San Francisco and Manhattan are both minting out fast. If you want some properties, get in there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I'm going to send it back to you too stupid. Hi T. Thank you so much for that episode. Same to you. B dag. Always look forward to what you guys put together each and every week for us. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. So you get a notification. Make sure you rate us, leave a review on Apple. We're moving up the charts on Apple. Very excited. there. seeing positive growth there. Welcome to all the new listeners. I should have done that on the intro, but yes, we do have a lot of new listeners. Really appreciate that interacting with you on Discord. Make sure you hit us up on Discord. Hit us up on Twitter. And uh, make sure you share and tell a friend about all the great information you find and the humor that you do find here on the Epics Podcast. And we will be speaking to you later on this week. Hope you really enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed later episodes. We do got a pretty cool guest coming up here in the near future. And probably... By the end of the week, my prediction is San Francisco sold out. I don't even think it's going to make it to the release of the podcast we record Thursday night. So we'll see. Stay tuned and uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter. And yes, I am. Oh, and we will read reviews. I did find our Apple reviews. There's some pretty good ones. So we'll get those out on Thursday. But until then, everybody be safe and talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Offland.